Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, Joe Biden was sworn in as the 46th president of the United States without any of the promised shock and awe. Though I do suspect heads will likely still roll, if not actually I think they're probably rolling already. I know you've got some stories about that, Binkley. Heads rolling. Well, let's get to it in a little bit. I know it's uh, the people have been arrested for social media posts and stuff like that. I feel like they are acting like there were all of these protests planned, but I don't think they really were. The only thing that made it look so scary and made it feel so locked down was policy. I always look to, is it the policy that's creating the problem or not? But, but a few observations about the inauguration. One is that, uh, first of all, th- these things always feel like coronations. They play kind of royal music of, uh, of British origin, I think. It just, it always feels like that. And, and I, I, it's hard not, they really want you to get caught up in the grandeur of the moment. And it's, it's hard. You know, in the, in the normal day of innocent humanity, it was hard not to get caught up in that stuff. Now I, for one, am so disgusted and cynical and see this as a pathocracy. See these people, they take the oath of office. They probably believe they're going to defend the Constitution, but they're, I, I mean, by the end of the day, they will have violated those oaths for sure. At least Biden will. If the first thing he does, I'm sure is going to, you know, one of those things is going to violate the oath. And, and for me, it really it gives a whole new meaning to the not my president thing that's been going on since 2000 that I've always noticed that now for the first time I'm like emotionally involved in the fact that this this the election fraud was so obvious so blatantly obvious intentionally blatantly obvious that it's hard for me to even call him the president although i saw him get sworn in i mean there there he's sworn in that's that unless there is a fatal flaw in the in that process the process as corrupt as it was did take place he is the president uh but i just not my president springs to mind yeah, I've heard a little bit of not my president. Some of it was sarcastic on social media. They are doing the presidential inaugural parade. It's beginning right now. Yeah, so he's been sworn in. He was actually sworn in 12 minutes before noon. So for 12 minutes, we had two presidents. Wow. So um, if we had had, if Trump had walked away yesterday and Biden had come in at noon today, there would have been what's called an interregnum which is like a period between two regions but i don't know what happens when you have two but i think maybe we still have two i think in some people's minds we still have two presidents i think in a lot of people's minds we do i think there's going to be a lot of people who if trump were to start the patriot party or something i believe there was rumors that he was going to start another uh, party and a lot of those republicans who have been kind of purged and are continuing to be purged would perhaps go over to that party and speaking to, of hedge rolling yeah there's the purge continues with apple being pressured by a group called the coalition for a safer web they have filed a lawsuit demanding that apple blacklist the telegram messaging app in federal court and 
the lawsuit says the president of the coalition is a guy named Mark Ginsburg. He is a former U.S. ambassador and he says that Telegram stands out by itself as a super spreader of hateful speech. Notice how he combines the COVID with hateful speech, a super spreader of hateful <laughs> speech, even compared to Parler, he says. And he asserts that the suit that tele- he, he says in the lawsuit that Telegram's anti-Semitic content puts him in danger and that his ownership of an iPhone gives him standing to sue Apple in federal court to require the company to enforce its terms of service, barring hate speech and incitement to violence on applications on their app store. And the lawsuit alleges negligent infliction of emotional distress. So this yeah. is what they're doing now. We're going to see lawsuits like this claiming ridiculous things. I think this is going to continue. I think we're going to continue to see people taken off. And for Apple, this is probably good for them because it gives them a, a way to go, you know what? You're right. Let me let us stand up again and show our social governance, our ESG scores for the Great Reset and show we're the model company. Yeah. And, and it's not too hard to take the next step and just gin up a false flag that actually gets somebody hurt in that. But we've been gotten a lot of calls, a lot of you know clamoring to move to Telegram. So I do have a Telegram account, but I don't really use it. So I don't drive people to it. But we'll see how things shake out. I think the future is just being in these silos where you can control the whole thing yourself. It makes it harder to get reach to people. You know, you end up kind of mostly finding people who are already woke to the whole thing. But all right, with so, those, yeah, those two yeah. societies, we think we're in bubbles now. Imagine how broken off we'll be then. Oh, yeah. I just purchased like four different domain names for the future where we will not be reflecting the propaganda because we won't even hear it anymore. Yeah. We'll have to like be the voice of our own society. Yeah. So there's definitely a, a change underway. I know that. So, but getting back to the inauguration, there's just a few little items. There's uh, he was the oldest president ever, not just the oldest president to be inaugurated. He is older than Reagan was when he left office uh, also, there was the classic, uh, the, the people who were there had, I think, had significance. Lady Gaga, she sang, um, what did she sing? The National Anthem or I can't remember, but she sang one of the official songs and she is clearly a cultural change agent. Her being a part of the Johns Hopkins program for talented youth where geniuses are observed, not just trained, but also observed along with Sergey Brin of Google and observed. Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, like they're... they're I have these a, images of people in white lab coats and these people going to school behind a glass and they're just taking yeah, I, notes and watching them. I'm not sure that's so far off the mark, but there was also, there was um, J-Lo, so for a little intersectionality, but uh, also Garth Brooks was there, who's supposedly a Republican. He was there and the idea is, you know, to bring people together, but it reinforced in my mind how rural America may have been clearly was always a target and I'm beginning more and more to understand why and why they were sucked into the Trump thing and totally demonized. It's because 
they are the ones who I always thought it was because they're the ones who knew how to defend themselves. It was like Patrick Henry, you have to have an agricultural society. You're not going to be able to maintain this free country. They had the guns. They knew how to um, use them. But they are the ones who grow the food and who know how to grow the food. Even if they lose control of the farms that feed others, they have that institutional, that cultural knowledge of how to homestead and how to maintain independence through autonomy, liberty through genuine self-sufficiency. And that is, I think, the number one reason they have been targeted this whole time. And, and I think that ties into why they dragged Garth Brooks into this. What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 653-8838. Yeah, with Garth Brooks, I think he's been in for a while, actually. He was the entertainer, him and his wife, Trisha Yearwood. They've been doing virtual concerts. They were the first couple that I saw do a virtual concert way back almost a year ago. They might not have been. It's just the first one I noticed. But uh, regularly, they were doing virtual concerts maybe to wrangle in that demographic that you're talking about. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that is definitely in the crosshairs, and I believe that more and more. Before I forget, the Trump listed a bunch of par- issued a bunch of pardons yesterday. I don't see them getting too much coverage, and they never hit the people I find interesting. I didn't see any of the expected or controversial guys: Assange, Snowden, Ross Ulbricht. Um, somebody wanted reality winner. I, I noticed that there's a little bit oh, really? of noise for her. Yeah, you saw the ha- same headlines I saw about Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon, yeah. Lil Wayne. I'm glad Lil Wayne got a pardon. His his was BS, his charge. Okay, so the three biggest categories, it seemed to me, were weapons charges and drug charges, both of which, in my mind, there should be no such thing as illegal weapons or drugs. So all that stuff I'm totally on board with. Uh, but the biggest other category I noticed was people who did funny business about lobbying, campaign funds, um, defrauding government, whatever. I don't think that I think those people, anybody who did a crime against the taxpayer, let's say, should or an elected official, any of that. I do not think that the president should be able to pardon them because I feel like there's just too much risk for all this insider stuff. There's some of Kushner's friends were in there, or at least one of them, not to mention his father last round. But there were a few noteworthy people I I saw absolutely no press on. And I'll just I want to rattle them off. One was Kwame Kilpatrick, who I think was basically one of the guys who who may have been groomed for great, great things, but didn't manage to hit the next level of the tournament, may have been there to intentionally bankrupt Detroit so people could go uh, snap it up. I don't know. But he was pardoned by Trump. He was the former mayor of Detroit? Of Detroit, yeah. Sorry, I've talked about him before. And he was pardoned. Uh, one guy, so two guys I was happy were pardoned, and one guy I, I didn't even know was in the running. Janine Pirro, Judge Janine? Is it Janine? Is it Judge Jeannie or Janine Judge Janine. Yeah, Judge Janine. Okay. She, her husband 
was pardoned for stuff that looked actually bad, like uh, fraud and lobbying stuff. And that was not good. And he was pardoned. So I guess um, she, you know, she and Trump had a kind of flirtation, if not more. I mean, they did. I'm not saying they went out with each other, but they would had each other's back. It seemed like to yeah. me. But the two people I, th- I thought was good was Paul Erickson. I knew I recognized the name, but no one else is going to recognize that name. He was railroaded after Maria Butina was railroaded because he was her boyfriend. And then he was brought up on like insider trading charges or whatever. Oh, this is the Republican guy who was dating her. Yeah, he was dating her. Yeah, I assume he was Republican, but I I can't verify that. But uh, yeah, but I I was always like, that guy is getting railroaded. And one of the many things that were pressuring her to plead out. And she did. And then the other person was Anthony Lewandowski, who was, uh, I guess, convicted or at least charged with bringing Google stuff to Uber. And I think that was also trying to get Travis Kalanick to kind of um, capitulate. So people around you get pressured, it seems to me, arrested. If you if you yeah. stand firm and that's why people like Lori Lachlan, they got to go, they got to go down. They got to take the they got to take the plea because who knows what they threatened to do to her kids and stuff like that. So the other pardon was Anthony Lewandowski brought the Google stuff over to Uber, supposedly. And I always felt that that was part of trying to get Travis Kalanick to capitulate. And he did capitulate, just like Maria Butina did. And now, okay, they let these people off. But I do feel like that they... The incredible power of criminal prosecution, of the prosecutors not only to pressure you with threats of draconian sentences, cruel and unusual punishment, they drag all the people in around you. It's kind of like the drug dealers in Columbia. It's like, we won't kill you. We'll kill everybody you know and love. So that's why I'm happy these guys got off, but it does not shine a light on the actual problem. Yeah. To that point, it's going around. I don't know if this is true or not, but what people are suggesting, I believe Tucker Carlson was one of the people to suggest this, is that Trump did not pardon Assan, did not pardon Snowden, did not pardon Ross because the th- of the threat that they would impeach him in the Senate if he did. That's what so, the argument going okay. around is. I don't know how much truth there is. Okay. That. So what? You know what I mean? Like, so this whole thing of trust the plan, if the ultimate answer is, oh, well, we had a plan, but I was afraid it would affect me negatively. So I did bankrupt the country and kind of <laughs> capitulate on everything because I had this plan. But then I realized that, geez, if I followed through with the plan, might be trouble for me. And I've got a lot of golfing to do. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that's the story, but you, you can't this the, the, the trust the plant thing always ends up in a dead end. Always. Yeah, I've had some friends who are pretty bummed out about all of that. On one more thing on the pardon note is Death Row Records co-founder and former drug kingpin Michael Harry O'Harris was pardoned by Trump and Snoop Dogg was praising for four years of bashing him and Snoop Dogg is back on the Trump train praising him for commuting the death row records. That was a Jay-Z guy, right? I don't know. I think that was an associate of Jay-Z, I believe, who is a real Democrat, right? Isn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Him and Queen Bee. Weird. 
Ever since getting to know the people and products at True Hemp Science, I have made CBD products a highly rewarding part of my life. From muscle rub to body lotion to CBD oil and my absolute favorite, gluten-free brownies, I have incorporated CBD products into my own approach to personal well-being. To find out more about CBD products in general and True Hemp Science products in particular, including their latest offering of gummies, check out their website and request a free personal consultation at truehempscience.com slash products. Report. I'm not kidding about the sensitive skin food. Like, I'm dead serious. Now is the time. <laughs> Check it out for your rough skin. All right. Well, the coverage of the inauguration has been quite interesting. It's been quite a turn of events since, you know, the type of coverage we saw of the president last week. We have a new president this week. So to give you an example of the way that they're covering these, these presidents, contrasting headlines, I saw on my Twitter feed today. These were back-to-back on the news section. One headline read, Two days before he's sworn in as the 46th president of the United States, Joe Biden volunteered with his family at a Philadelphia food bank, packing boxes as part of National Day of Service. Then right below that on my news feed, President Trump will leave office with the lowest approval rating of his presidency, with more Americans than ever in support of removing him from office, according to a new CNN poll. Well, that's shocking to see an poll <laughs> would find that. But they're tripping over themselves. They're glowing in the media. They're obviously going to have to find something to get upset with him about. It'll probably be faux. Or maybe they'll push a little harder when they want to get Kamala in there. I don't know how soon that's going to be. But it's just, it's the bias is obvious. It's in your face and it's provocative, in my opinion. Yep. I think that's, uh, I'm not going to argue with that, but I do, I think that, of course, you and I had a very similar observation we're talking about off air that you, I mean, for me, the way I thought of it is like, I can see with, so on January 6th, you and I were pretty plugged into the events and it was big fat nothing burger to me with the exception of some agents provocateur. That's how I saw it. Then since then, the media coverage have, has been ridiculous, just creating things out of whole cloth, creating expectations, uh, talking about the National Guard. And it reminds me of a Joe McCarthy trial I talked about, I think, with our conversation with Garland over the weekend, where what the guy said did not match at all. This was in a court of law, the picture. But I know that the record of the of the trial is going to be in writing and the pictures are not included in the record of the trial. So <clears throat> I think back at or I'm looking forward to the textbooks that my grandchildren will read and they will have these words. They will have passages from contemporary news articles. They won't have the videos that we have from Anne. They're going to have videos with the Viking guy sitting yep. in Nancy Pelosi's seat. We can see history being forged in real time. I was thinking about the exact same thing. The history books, what the kids are going to learn in school this radical interpretation of what went on is being impressed on people's minds. And it made me think of some of these rare books that I have that tell a complete, I'm sure that you have as well. You, I know you have as well. Uh, they tell a, a different side of history than what we learned in school. We're seeing the whitewashed, not just whitewashed, but completely slanted version of history that, that they're going to teach just, children. It's being fabricated. It's <laughs> fiction. It's fiction. And it makes, and you should think about what that means for the past because the past, it was easier yeah it, easier totally to do that absolutely and i have an example of them doing this that I, I can tell you here in a second but 
I think, and there's no way of knowing if this prediction would come true or not, but is, there's a possibility that possibility that 100 years from now, school children could be learning that Trump is a Hitler-like figure or was a Hitler-like that for figure. the longest time. He's being set up to be that icon. Yeah. Like beyond where they, I remember the first time it was Alex Jones. I was like, wow, what he just said, and this is the first Hitler comparison I remember anyone making. I was like, what he just said is the kind of shit that Hitler used to say. And then, but about a year ago, I was like, or more, I said, you know, they're going to make him the iconic, like mm. the 21st figure century um, villain tyrant with symbolism and stuff like the way Hitler had. Yeah, and they have all the COVID deaths that they can attribute to him and say it was done evil. Right. They have all this stuff. So Colbert last night, Stephen Colbert, host of The Tonight Show, or The Late Show, excuse me, he was the top trend on Twitter at midnight last night. So as we enter into the final 12 hours of Trump's presidency, we have Colbert trending at the top of Twitter. <laughs> and and the Twitter twins, you know how they have the, it'll be like, entertainment, politics, news. They'll have the little category heading over whatever the trend is. Well, the trend that was associated or the category associated with Colbert trending was journalist. Stephen Colbert, journalist, top trend. The host of a late show, an improv actor, is trending as a journalist. It really is fitting that on the last day of Trump's presidency, the last 12 hours of the reality TV show president, we have a comedian as the top trend under the journalist category it really shows how backwards just because you get your news from him doesn't make him a journalist or anything that he says true. And the reason he was trending is because he did a three minute summary of Trump's presidency over the four years. And it was a law. It was like a it was like a recap of the propaganda we've been hitting the face with for four years. One false story after another that he was presenting as Trump's lowlights and as how horrible he was over the past four years. Maybe we should address that tomorrow because I sent out a tweet this morning, two tweets that I want people to go to. Within 15 minutes, it was like already had, I think, 40 responses between the two of them. One was name a few things that you liked or that Trump accomplished. I don't know if I said it was good, but whatever. Accomplishments of Trump and two things you expect good from the Biden presidency or bad from the Biden presidency. And the thing about Corbett that I find interesting is or what's really ironic. Colbert. Colbert, Colbert, yeah. not Corbett. Yeah. Um, uh, about Colbert is that his persona as a, as a journalist was fraudulent. He was a fake conservative <laughs> yeah, talk show. Host. Totally. So, so the, his very position, which is for fraud as it is, but it, it was even like a double fake because he's not even the person that he established himself as a journalist. He's supposed to be Bill O'Reilly or whatever. So I did want to change gears, not completely. Uh, there, I had a few more stories. We'll have to push some of that stuff to the patron 15, like the 5G. Uh, what are the symptoms of 5G in case you have uh, symptoms and you're wondering if it's COVID or not? I'll read to you the symptoms of 5G in the patron 15. But um, let's take a quick break. And then I want you to tell me about the guy in Georgia who got arrested based on his social media posts. And uh, I want to throw back to something I said a while ago, and I want to see if people have a different opinion now as to whether I ha was onto something or not. 
We are excited to bring this extended shout out to you from Molly. She's a patron saint and a big fan of the show, and she has a very important message she'd like to get out there. Molly wants people to know that there's a toxic heavy metal called gadolinium in the contrast injection you get when you get an MRI. And some people have a devastating reaction to it. You can find out more about that by looking into the experience of Chuck Norris and his wife, Gina, who, like Molly, are trying to raise awareness of this serious issue. Gadolinium is a rare earth mineral that's not found isolated in nature. Yet because of MRIs, it's now in our environment and can accumulate in our bodies. The long-term effects of using this heavy metal in the millions of MRIs that are done every year are not yet known. Molly just wants people to know the risks involved in getting this injection and to learn more about the possible impact this practice may have on us all. Knowledge is power, so learn more about gadolinium in MRIs at Molly's website, www.mrs.com mridie.com that's www.mridie.com yeah social media posts led to the arrest of a guy in georgia who was involved in the capital quote riots the fbi arrested americus attorney mccall calhoun on friday after he was identified by his own social media posts as being among the pro-trump rioters who breached the capitol and this is according to documents in a washington dc federal court apparently he said on his own in a video that he posted to his own facebook page we physically took control of the capitol building in a hand-to-hand hostile takeover I was there and I saw it. My buddy Andy and I were were in the first 200 to rush up the steps and inside after the vanguard had clashed hard with the police and made them retreat. And this was a guy who was a lawyer who was a secret security for the congresswoman. What was her name again? Cynthia McKinney. No, not Cynthia McKinney, the new congresswoman who just Marjorie got taken, Taylor yes, Green. Marjorie Taylor Green. Thank yeah, you. see, I've got I'm super sus on her, too, because I was, look, was looking at some old posts of hers from a couple of years ago, and they were just too laying out the narrative, which is exactly what this guy is doing. See, yeah. I don't buy any of this stuff because I saw we thoroughly examined all evidence on that day. We I think that we had a good viewpoint of basically everything, because even the stuff that came up later, I had noticed that day. So there were I mean, we had so many videos of it that I'm convinced that what really happened was what it looked like to us on that day. They opened the doors. Nobody was armed. They, the cops literally led them through the hallways. Those, those videos have gained new and more creative captions since then. And there have been super tight shots with like smoke and everything, but the cops put that smoke there. So they, I don't buy this guy's story at all, but he put it out there. And now given that he was arrested, it makes the national news. You get to read that quote and then everybody hears it. And it just gives plausibility because it seems like it's out, out of the horse's mouth. But I consider that guy to be, uh, uh, most likely an inside job. My question is, why was he still on Facebook? Facebook had been removing people who posted these types of things. And he seems to be, according to this article, someone who has been posting QAnon type posts and the type of stuff that normally would have gotten people kicked off. So 
why was he still on? Was it for the purpose of exactly this? And this just illustrates what you put on social media, what you put on Twitter, whatever, can get you kicked off of something in the future. Don't be dumb and post uh, you doing incriminating stuff on social media. I found a tweet. I'm not going to say the person's name or anything, but somebody that I know, and I like this person, but they are very much a social media just advocate and not advocate really just the the most far extreme progressive you can you can think of calling everything racist everything bad on social media i happen to have that person's twitter account recommended to me the other day i didn't realize they were on twitter and i was like oh i scrolled down a few years back when we used to hang out and he had littered all over his page because of when you do improv, you do crazy stuff in warmups. And he was obviously taking that crazy stuff and he was tweeting about it. That would totally get him probably fired from his job and removed from every social alliance or whatever that he has. If he did, doesn't go, I'm going to tell him he probably should go back and delete them. But he probably has no idea about what these tweets are or that they're even there because they're from so long ago. So social media is being weaponized against people in multiple ways to condemn them and then to marginalize them. Yeah. So chill yourself. <laughs> totally right i mean that's all you can do and and that's like that that's what they want it's a total win-win for them but i i wanted to just uh, I, one of our towards the end of our run on wsb i had so, something happened with the proud boys and i was like i that sounds like a setup the proud boys sounds like a setup to me so i did quick and dirty before the show i did not have chance to really dig into it very much but i found that the the guy who established the Proud Boys, a guy named Gavin McInnes, happens to be a guy who founded Vice magazine. So yeah. this is not a media outlet that I have a lot of faith in as being um, <laughs> totally speaking truth to power. Not an inside job. Not not at all. And it's and any kind of any time the narrative is well. I started like this, like Gab or Linwood or whatever. I started like this, but then I turned paleo all of a sudden. It's like mm, unlikely. I, I the other way is likely. This uh, not so likely, but people got really mad at me. They did not want to hear it. But I would like to just read the quote from the article uh, that at the time it was a Gawker article from 2003 that Gavin McInnes wrote and said. I'm or it was on his own platform and it was about Gawker and he was saying I I say outrageous things real like kind of white male things just to see how far I can wind up the audience the press the liberal media which is funny because in the patron 15 I was saying how my son wound me up the other day (laughs) and everybody just cracked up that's the exact same thing that this guy Gavin McInnes does is like he says something he knows that you're fired up about even though it sounds kind of crazy and it pisses everybody off on both sides and makes you you your example look like look at these people but he's kidding and he said just to prove that i'm kidding this is what he says in the gawker thing he says in order to prove my point i will now be saying stuff to the press that is so left-wing so black power that it'll make your ears burn off i'm even going to gamble that their research will never turn up this confession (laughs) so that's the guy who established the proud boys and i'm just saying you know you can defend it and it may be true, but to the extent that they played a role in having quotes and validation of how really crazy white supremacist this thing has all gotten, just remember it's a guy who has a good sense of humor who talked about tweaking people in exactly that way. Yeah, that seems to be the theme of the past four years. It's nothing but false flags, antagonism, provocations, 
people trying to get a reaction in the media and social media, and it's led to this crackdown that we are witnessing right now, this purge that we're witnessing now. Yep. Uh, and do you, I know you had one. Actually, let me do the 5G thing. I think it's okay. important to get this yeah, out let's do there. It. So, uh, I, so out here in California, it's like people are getting sick just constantly. I mean, right now, everybody's getting sick. And it, and it's to the point where it, it actually is furthering my skepticism of viral infection theory because people here have been so, um, pathologically diligent about the masks and the social distancing it completely swept the culture it wouldn't it would not have to be mandated it, it people just do it because it's considered like bad etiquette you look like you're a trump supporter if you're not wearing a mask like nobody is doing anything and still everybody is getting sick everybody and i noticed a couple like a month ago all the 5g towers going up maybe it was closer to thanksgiving it was Thanksgiving or Christmas because it was one giant one is right over the honey baked ham and they painted it green. So it's like totally blends out. But when it was white, it was like, holy crap. And people were around, were wrapping around the honey baked ham to wait for their honey baked hams. And I was just like, don't look up, buddy. <laughs> but I'm just wondering, you know, I started to wonder, was there anything to, I, I heard a couple of doctors or two say, that it could have something to do with 5G, like the illness that people were experiencing. Now, that was immediately dismissed as a conspiracy theory. It did sound a little kooky. I never bought into that. But it made me want to look up what are, you know, what's the wisdom on that? What's the study on that? So Scientific American, which is so mainstream, I would not even normally trust it. But if they're publishing something against the mainstream narrative, you got to figure it's undeniable. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's how I think about it. They, they published in 2019, at the end of 2019, so not that long ago, that the, the headline of the article was, uh, we have no reason to believe 5G is safe. That was the headline of the article. And a lot of scientists signed off on this. And this is the passage that is relevant. Effects include, they did a lot of studies on animals and stuff, um, cancer risk, cellular stress, increase in harmful free radicals. Genetic damage, changes of the reproductive system, learning and memory deficits, neurological disorders, and negative impacts on general well-being in humans. So free radicals, cellular stress, general well-being, that's the kind of stuff I think that make you very vulnerable to pathogens or other toxins in the air. So I don't, I have no idea. I'm not, uh, I don't know, but I just regardless of whether or not it ties into COVID, they did take this opportunity while all eyes were elsewhere of jamming that stuff, certainly in my town. And I've gotten pictures from people from all over the place. I've seen my 5G indicator on my phone just randomly. It wasn't there. And then one day it was there. I don't know what it means. Uh, I have that too. It'll be there. I don't know if you know for sure if you're attached to 5G. I like know at I one point AT and T was misleading it. about it. Yeah, I it said it on mine. I'm AT and T. It said it on mine, and it was it couldn't have been because we didn't have the things. I do have a shout out. All right, let's hear it. And I and I want people to answer my tweet, please at Monica Perez Show. I'm going to give you some answers tomorrow on the show. And don't forget, 
Friday. So today is Wednesday. This Friday is a VIP DPP with special guest Pete Q. He's going to take up my slack since... Who just uh, got kicked off Twitter. Again? Yeah. I almost wonder if they did not kick me off Twitter to impair my credibility. Perhaps. Maybe they'll (laughs) give you a blue check mark and you'll know for sure. (laughs) They could ruin my career with a blue check mark. Right. But uh, I I do think, I mean, do you think that there is any chance that, that if I had left that Ashley Babbitt video up of her actually getting shot and then 90 people saying it was fake underneath it, that I would still be on Twitter right now? Probably not. I can't imagine. I mean, I, I can't imagine that they would allow, like, what could be worse than that? Yeah. I mean, that's like, it, that's infliction of emotional distress. You know, if it was real, if they say it's real. Okay. <laughs> so... So tune in to that. Oh, and today's date is a palindrome. I love palindromes. So fun. Love it. <laughs> love it. So Joe Biden got inaugurated on palindrome day. So what is it? O one two zero. Yeah, I don't you can't two zero two one. Can't do the O. So it's one okay. two O two O two one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Isn't that awesome? I yeah, know. I I, it's just palindromes tickle me. A man, a plan, a canal. Panama. That's my favorite. So, uh, Spirit of Resistance. I wanted to give a shout out to Spirit of Resistance, a, a very um, longtime patron saint and supporter who has gotten his share of deplatforming. And he has a website he'd like us all to know about. Visit spiritofresistance.com. For all your pro-liberty merch needs, we have patches, stickers, shirts, and more from a variety of pro-liberty influencers, designers, and podcasts. So, spiritofresistance.com, thank you for your support. I encourage people to go check out the wares there and also to stay tuned for the Patron 15, where I will tell you, as my son seems to emerge in cleverness and uh, he continues to goof on me and... (laughs) to the hilarity and the glee of the rest of my family. So I'll give you a little humbling <laughs> shot he took at me yesterday. I can't wait to hear that. And, <laughs> and the patron 15, I will tell you about what was going on over at Comic Ping Pong Pizza in Washington, D.C. last night. And really? per- perhaps... In D.C., which in was DC. shut down. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Except unless okay. you're Comic okay. Pong Pizza. And... Perhaps I will play the clip of Colbert that we mentioned earlier, where he lists off all of the evils of the past four years, and you can hear okay. it for yourself. That'd be good. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every week afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to the extra content that we post every time we post a DMV, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. We also do the virtual parties, as Monica mentioned, and you can find our deep dive video podcast on Rockfin at rockfin.com. We will talk to you on the Patreon 15 or tomorrow. Have a fantastic rest of your day. First day of the Joe. Biden presidency. Imagine that. We will talk to y'all next time.